about, connected with this series, and we talked about relationships. And a lot of you right now are trying to like, oh man, like I'm not in a relationship. I need you to not tap out on me. Don't tap out on me yet because when we're talking about relationships, we're talking about all relationships, whether married, maybe even single, friendships, church relationships. There's relationships that you're dealing with right now, whether in your family, um, whether with your children, you're going through some things there. So I don't want anyone tapping out right now on me, okay? Can you not do that? Can you say, I'm not tapping out? I like to hear... Can you do that again? I'm not tapping out. There we go. So that's the purpose of today's service is um, relationships, and we're really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, well, let's start by praying, guys. Father, we just thank you right now for today. Lord, today is a day that you made. We will rejoice, and we will be glad in it, Father God. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're leading Madi and I tonight, yeah. uh, tonight, <laughs> this morning, Father God, for, for this message, message, Lord. I just pray right now, Father, that every word that comes out of our mouths is not really our opinion or what we think. It's the truth, and it's what you want us to speak on, yes, Father Lord. God. When we speak scripture, Lord, let that just be alive in our hearts. When we speak, speak just on the message itself, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you're piercing hearts mm. from your living word, Father God. You th I thank you that we're able to just get blessed by this message as well, too, Lord. Yes, we thank Jesus. you that every heart will be changed, transformed, Father, that every mind will have a concept of who you are and have an experience of who you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Man. All right, but before we do so, this is part two of our Connected series. Before we do so, I, I want to recap last week, okay? Really, we have an anchor scripture that we've been on, and that really is in John 15, 4 and 5. Now, Jesus said this, okay? He taught this as well, too. He said, abide in me and I in you, he says, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it, bear, it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in in me. Let's pause for a second. Mm. He uses this branch, this vine, and he was talking about for it to bear fruit, for it to be alive and do what its purpose is to do on earth, it needs to be connected to the vine. This branch needs to be connected to the vine. And he's talking to us. For us to bear fruit, we need to do the same thing, be connected to the vine, who is Jesus Christ. Verse 5, he says, I am the vine, Jesus says. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, everyone say, I in him. I in him. Bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. I'll say that again. Without him, we can do nothing. If we were to modernize, we talked about this last week, if we were to modernize that, those two scriptures right there, Jesus is pretty much is saying, stay connected with me. Mm -hmm. Stay connected to my kingdom. Stay connected to my word. Stay connected to the church. Mm -hmm. Because all of this, there is purpose, and you would need to bear fruit on this earth. And we were talking about last week the difference between connected and disconnected. You guys remember that? Now, last week, we, we used an illustration on just a lamp, a simple lamp that we all might have in our homes. Okay, and I told you when I when I look in my living room and I see that lamp in my living room, I, it's 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 beautiful in the day. It's it's a part of the furniture. I mean, we want it to match everything. I know my wife loves matching everything, That's and right. and it's and it's there. But when night comes, it's at its use, and I can turn the switch and it illuminates. It, it, it gives light to the dark room mm -hmm. at nighttime. But if it's not plugged in, 
okay? If it's not tapped into the main source of electricity, it doesn't illuminate. It's a lamp. It's there. It's pretty cool looking, but it's not going to be a, uh, it's using its full purpose or what it was created for. Mm -hmm. And in a sense, Jesus is saying the same thing. If you stay connected to the vine as a branch, in other words, if you stay connected to me, he says, you will illuminate in dark areas. Mm -hmm. you, your purpose will be fulfilled. You will bear fruit and people will see that. But... If you don't connect to me, if you stay disconnected, if you, if you think, you know what, I show up on a Sunday and that's it and that's good enough, but I'm not going to really connect to God's kingdom, we are pretty cool, we look pretty cool, but we're not doing the full impact on this earth that God wants us to do. And so we talked about connected versus disconnected and how the, the enemy, the devil, he tries to aim for three areas in our lives to disconnect us from. Now, if you look at John 10.10, 10, it says, you know, for the enemies here to still kill and destroy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so we see the purpose of what the devil is trying to do. But when you look at the three areas that he's trying to disconnect, we talked about this. We said he tries to disconnect us from the confidence we have in God mm -hmm. and in ourselves. He tries to disconnect the confidence that we have in God and in ourselves. He also tries to disconnect and make us be blinded to our identity and who we are in Christ. And we also talked about how he also tries to disconnect the purpose that we have here on earth. If he can disconnect those in our lives, he's going to leave you alone. Hmm. And he's going to let you sit there while you have a pity party about yourself and, and question, where is, this, where is God? Because the moment that we decide to disconnect or allow him to disconnect it from us, he's just going to leave us alone. But the moment we say we're plugged in, we become a threat to him and we become a light for the kingdom of God in this dark world. That's so good. And I like that we started our connected series with our relationship with our Father. Is how we start any relationship because if our relationship this way is not good or happening in the first place, there's no way that we can be effective in this place. There's no way that we can be effective in relationships this way. And um, I wanted to read this, and I thought this was just so good for everyone. You're doing way better with the sitting thing. I know. You're I know. I'm moving a lot. <laughs> okay, but God designed us so that we would need each other. God designed us because he needed us. He wanted to have relationship with us. So within God himself, he is relationship. He is God the Son and the Holy Spirit, within his very being, he is relational. So we should think about this series being extremely important because we cannot do life alone. There are many types of relationships that we hit. You know, I have a wonderful relationship with my husband. I have a wonderful relationship with my children. But I also have friendships that are solid. I also have friendships that, some friends that don't even, I'm sorry, I got to stand up, baby. <laughs> no, some friendships that honestly don't even live in Michigan. There are some friendships that are so vital to me that don't even live in this country. Those relationships were destined by God. And yeah. I know that because all those relationships were created by my time in school. And then in school, you meet all these awesome people. And then everyone gets scattered around because that's what God wants, right? He wants us to be the light and to spread the word. And it's awesome that in every single one of these relationships that I've had, man, it is so cool when I get a text from a friend that's like, hey, um, I've been thinking about you. What's up? 
And man, can I tell you what? Almost every time I'm a mess, right? It's like dead I'm on. like, yeah. <laughs> you, you feel me. There are relationships in which people are connected to you spiritually. Did you know that? They, are con- they can feel your very sorrow. Yeah. They can feel, man, I'm connected to her. Something is up with her. I am connected to Jesse. And there's times I know, okay, I got I to gotta admit. I'll be like, hey, baby, what's wrong? And then sometimes he'll be like, nothing. <laughs> Let me stop for a second, okay? <laughs> Ladies, listen, okay, especially you wives. Oh, okay? my goodness. We have a nothing box in here. So when we say we're, we got nothing going on, there's really nothing going on. I don't believe you. I can't believe you, that. you got to be thinking there about no something. No, there really is I a nothing box I don't believe that. <laughs> so when he's chilling or when he's focused or when he's just like, Looking into the sky, I'm like, oh, he's deep. He's thinking about something real strong. Baby, what's wrong? And he'll say, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and then I say, baby, what's wrong? You know, I start getting mad. And he's like, oh, man, nothing. Like, <laughs> do you want me to make something up? Let me tell you what. There is a connection yeah. when you are connected, yeah. whether it's your friendships or your relationships. There's all types of relationships that we can hit. So when you're thinking about this, please don't exit out in your mind saying, I'm good. I don't need this. Everything that we talk about today is relevant for your relationships right now. You know, like Maddie was saying earlier, she said, don't, and, and we were kind of joking about it, but don't really check out if you feel like, well, you know, what relationships do I have? Bottom line, the kingdom of God is about relationships. And yeah. if you say, I'm a part of the kingdom, you have some earthly relationships. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe we don't um, kind of walk in it every day. We see it every day. But let me tell you something. You have relationships here on earth that God wants to continue to bloom. Really, the point of this whole thing is to teach everyone that we should have Christ in the center of every relationship, that every relationship should bear fruit, yes. that every relationship should be encouraging and edifying to one another, both ways, mm-hmm. both ways, whether it's a family or a friendship or marriage or, 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 or church or coworkers, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we have certain types of relationships, you know, in Proverbs 27, 17, it says this, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. You know, when I was thinking about that scripture, it's so common on just the whole edifying and encouraging one another. And, you know, sometimes we get really deep into it and say, well, those sparks means there are going to be some rough moments. And, yes, I think so as well, too. But when I look at this scripture as iron sharpens iron, so one person and another, it really is showing me an indicator of a relationship, a healthy relationship, (laughs) a relationship where there's contact, with yes. each other, whether through it's FaceTime or, or, or marriages, you know, a hug-in. Marriages, okay, hugging and kissing and stuff like that. <laughs> marriages, I emphasize that, all right? Or, or maybe it's just a friendship of, of just hanging out and, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're BFFs or whatever it is. God is saying it needs to be healthy and I need to be in the middle of it. I'm going to veer off to the story real quick. Uh, you know, in 2006, actually in 2000, when did I meet you? 2003, wow, 2003, what? I don't know, ago. pray, okay, yes, 2003, okay, 2003, when I, when I met my wife, uh, you know, we started off as a friendship, and it kind of just escalated from there, became dating, we were going out, you know, mom and dad are involved, we get saved here at this church, you know, and, and just all of this was happening, but the thing is, we made a decision in 2006, there we go, there you go, redeemed myself, okay. in 2006, we made a decision 
we need to prioritize and put Christ in the center of this relationship. Right. You know, and I, and I mean this in a, not in a silly way, not in a joking way, but we told each other, like, what's the purpose of this? Mm. What is the purpose of me and you right now? Because if it's not about Jesus, then we probably shouldn't pursue it. And we both said, this is about Jesus. We want to we change a family tree. We had dreams. We had goals. We were really iron sharp as that. We were encouraging each other yeah. to keep going. And at that time, I was living in Tulsa while, while Maddie was still here in Michigan. And while we were on the phone, we had that contact with each other. And she was just uplifting me and telling me, keep going. And I kept telling her, you got this. Just keep doing it. I remember you were working two jobs in, 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 in school at the same time. And, you know, there were some tiring days. But she just saw, you know what? This is for Jesus. We're going to keep going. Yeah. Iron sharpens iron. So one person should sharpen the next or encourage the next. Yeah. We really need to emphasize and evaluate our relationships that we have. Are they healthy? Is it bearing fruit? Mm. Is it bearing fruit where people can pick off and learn from and eat? You know, we had two people in our lives at that season that we were constantly, you know, we were trying to get them, you know, bear them down, like just get all the fruit <laughs> that they had. Fruit. They were our former pastors here, you know, and, and, and we, they were just bearing so much fruit that we desired everything they had and we were learning so much. And we knew that they had Christ in their relationship. So our relationship with them, we wanted Christ in as well, too. Right. You guys are called to the same exact position. Yeah. You know, it doesn't require a title doesn't require, you know, uh, all this other things or whatever. It requires a willing heart to have Jesus in the middle of it all, even when things don't make sense. Life is life. Can I be honest with you? Life is life. But here's the thing. When Christ is in the middle of it, Jesus told us in Scripture, I have overcome this earth. Yeah. I have overcome this life. And I've given you an abundant life. You know, my marriage, I, I, I talk about marriage just for a little bit, but really we can't do what we do today for Jesus if he's not in the center of it. We can't do what we're doing today if Jesus is not here. But we do everything we can to make it Christ-centered. And that's just marriage. Parenting is another level, I'll yes. say. You know, where, where my patience is not really tested here, but my patience is tested here. But Christ is in the center of that. Yeah. When I worked in a, in a, in a factory for years, uh, I had to put Christ in the center. And I, even though I felt like, I'm the only one in this room that loves you, Jesus. Please help me out. <laughs> I had to put Christ in the center. He wanted me to stay connected to the main source and say, because I can illuminate his light in that area that I have. You know, God, God is just, he knows exactly what he's doing when we stay connected with him. That's right. You know, um, as we're talking about relationships, I've learned that my most fruitful, I know that Jesse just spoke a little bit about my most fruitful relationships are those of when the person, the friend, the husband, are pursuing God first as well. That's good. When those friends are pursuing God, those become the most fruitful relationships in your life. Because they are seeking the same goal you're seeking, right? Their focus is not on what I can give them or what they can give me. It's not a selfish thing. It's a selfless thing. Yeah. You know, hey, how can, I, how, how can I pray for you? Or how can I invest in your life? Or how can I be a part of the great things God is doing in your life? Our anchor scripture about the branches I, I was thinking about that, and I was like, I always want to veer back to that same scripture. We always want to talk about how we're connected. And man, let me tell you what, we are all branches. Did you know you're a branch? Say, I'm a branch. 
<laughs> I'm a branch. You're a branch. Good for you and me, everyone. Okay, so here's my branch. You like my branch? It's a long branch. <laughs> it's really long. And in that one branch, it's connected to your Lord. He is the root, right? But in that branch, what comes out of that branch? Other branches, right? Mm. I think of those as other relationships that you have. Relationships, whether you're friends or whether co-workers or whether you're husband or whether um, fiance or whether you're children. And within those very same, that same branch with those same relationships, there's fruit coming out of it. Mm. Think about that. So this branch, you yourself are surrounded by good fruit. You want to surround yourself by good fruit. And there's relationships that go that are tough, and I get that, right? I mean, I've gone through some issues and some um, relationships that were not great and were not fun. But if these branches are willing to prune out some of that fruit or some of those issues that are going on inside of them, they have a set of people around them that will encourage them, that will lift them up. That is what we're called. We're called to be a part of something than just ourselves. If you think you can do this by yourself, I'm going to tell you something. You cannot do this by yourself. I actually, one time, I remember, if you know my personality, if you haven't met me yet, um, I'm very calm. No. Um, so I'm a little, okay, I'm just a little energetic, all right? And there was times where I was like, man, Lord, I'm crazy. I'm just Cray cray. <laughs> Thank you. He's got my back, obviously. <laughs> I'm just a little more blah. I don't know what to call it, right? And I'm like, Lord, maybe I'm too much. You know, sometimes I said that to myself where I'm like, maybe, maybe I'm just like out of this world too much for people. And I remember my my pastor at the time that was standing in this <laughs> on this stage. It's so sad. Um, he was talking about friendships. And he was talking about how you have that one friend. That's crazy, energetic, bubbly. And then I was thinking, who is that one friend? So I'm in my head, and I would sit, and that's where we sat. Jesse and I sat right, we could smell the sweat, you know, it was like right there. <laughs> and I remember him saying, right when I was thinking about it, and he goes, and he kind of looked at me. He goes, and you can't figure it out, it's you. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, that's me. And I was like, oops. Man, God made me such a way. So that my relationships good. would be blessed. Mm -hmm. It's not for myself. And that I may be blessed. Because let me tell you what. I need the Wendy's in my life. I need those calm, sweet spirits to calm me down sometimes. Because I need someone to tell me, hey, it's going to be all right. Because sometimes I get in my own head. Right, baby? Um, I'm going to um, yeah, yeah. be quiet. Someone <laughs> did pray. Someone did pray. <laughs> Relationships, wisdom and wisdom. <laughs> relationships are super important. You are super important. I remember asking God, why did you make me this way? Why can't I be like La La Lee and La La? I'm, I say La La Lee and La 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 because I don't, I, I don't want to say names except for Wendy's. And <laughs> I remember hearing him clearly. And I want you to listen to me. If you are questioning who you are and how God made you to be, he made you for his purpose. That's good. He made your character, your way of life for his glory. So then I remember when I was like, I don't remember what, it, what I was doing, but I was quiet. I was like, I need to chill. I need to chill. 
And the deacon was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'd be walking, and people were like, Marty, are you sick? No, I'm fine. I'm chilling. Just chilling. And I remember that whole day, everyone thought I was sick. Everyone thought I had a problem because I thought I needed to be chill. I thought I needed to calm down a little bit. Some of you are like, you probably do, you know? <laughs> but listen, I wasn't being the me God made me to be. And therefore, I wasn't blessing the people that were around me. Mm. People thought I wasn't feeling well. People were trying to figure out, how can I pray for you, Maria? Is everything all right? What, what do I need to do? And I'm like, I'm fine. Calm down, you know? But I learned in that scenario, when I tried to be something I'm not, I learned that I affect people for his glory. And you affect me for his glory. So relationships <laughs> are absolutely important. No one is greater than the other. God started. Is that me? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. God started this world, and you know what he said? It is not good for man to be alone. So what did he do? He created the most amazing human <laughs> out of a rib. I heard this little joke before that was like, <laughs> I'm surprised that it came out of a rib because what man will let you take his rib? You know what I'm saying? You won't let nobody take your rib, right, Jose? He made the most wonderful human. It was a woman. Hallelujah. Can we praise the Lord, Jesus? <laughs> I should have heard a lot more men praising the Lord there. I didn't hear nothing from them. Oh, man. It is important for us to be in relationships. God said it is not good for man to be alone. If you find yourself isolated, you find yourself trying to push back from God, what God is calling you, I need you to move. Like Dusty said, you need to step up. You need to step forward and say, no, I'm no longer going to let the enemy put these thoughts, put these things in my mind because I'm more than just this shell. I am exactly what God has gifted That's me good. to be. That's and so really there is actually a story. Oh, I get to keep going. Yeah, keep going. Yes, praise the Lord. I'm going to sit down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can. <laughs> it's my day there off There is today. an awesome story in the Word that is a beautiful representation of our relationships. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory on it. It was when, is that me? It's okay. I'm so sorry. Okay. The backstory is um, when Jesus healed the leprosy man and news was, oh, I'm getting irritated by that. I might need a mic. What is it? Thank you. Oh, man, you're not going to get the full effect now. <laughs> but, um, oh, God, I don't like that. Um, I lost my spot. Oh, it, um, people were coming from all over the place to um, see Jesus because Jesus was doing all of these miracles. And so people wanted to be around Jesus, hear the good news, hear what he had to say and to do. So here in Luke 5, 17, 26, it reads, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men... In Matthew, it also states that four men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. 
Then they lowered the sick man on this mat down into the crowd, right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to them, young men. And now actually a different translation says, friend, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of the religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? You know, you hear that sass. <laughs> who, who you think you are? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? It is, is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth for forgiveness sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately, and I love that, John is a big, oh, sorry, Luke is a big fan of immediately. If you read his words, it's immediately. And immediately they left, and immediately. Immediately, as everyone watched, they, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, explaining, we have seen amazing things today. What I want you to realize, go ahead. I want you to realize in this story, it really, having a mic in my hand changes the whole situation right now. But what I want you to realize is these four men, these four friends. I didn't bring my mat. I was planning to bring a mat, but can we pull this back a yeah. little bit? Yep. Now, say there's an imaginary mat right here, okay? You see it? Do you see it? You see it. Okay, good. It's right here. And I'm one of the four women. We're going to change it to women because I'm a girl, okay? And there is this paralyzed man that is sitting on this mat who has been there for who knows how long. It doesn't stay. But there are these four men that have been there for him. They maybe picked up his groceries. They maybe helped him get cleaned up. Maybe they took turns figuring out how to help him. But then there's this Jesus that they hear about that is healing the sick. There is this Jesus that one of the friends is like, hey, um, hey, buddy. So there's this Jesus, and I heard he heals the sick. And I know that, like, I don't know much about him, but I think this is a great opportunity. Yeah. It took a friend to tell him about Jesus. And maybe the paralyzed friend was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. You're going to have to carry me. You're going to have to take me there. I don't know how far this Jesus is. It's a little uncomfortable. Isn't that some, some of our friends? coming to Jesus. I'm a little, I'm, I don't know. I'm uneasy about that. And then the friend's like, hey, no, dude, listen. Dude. I got your back. I'll be, I'll be with you. We, us four, we're going to be with you. We're, we're going to hold you. We're going to take care of you. We're going to make you as comfortable as possible. And I believe that with that determined friend, that didn't let him say no, because there is a choice. You do know that, right? I had to make a choice. You had to make a choice to step into a place to say yes to Jesus. Did you know that? Yes, you all had to do that. But it took someone 
to tell you about that Jesus. And so this paralyzed man's like probably contemplating, man, like, I don't know. I don't, okay, you know what, though? Like, I trust you. I, tr- I like, you are my friend. I know you want the best for me. All right. He had to give us permission. He had to give them permission to do that because it's uncomfortable. It's like paralyzed. Like, he had to do everything for him. And here come these friends. Man, I wish I had a mat. I was supposed to bring a mat. Why didn't I bring a mat? It's okay if you don't have any mat. Yeah, see, this is why he's awesome. Okay. Wait, you're going to be one of my friends, though, okay? (laughs) Baby, can you be my friend, too? I'll be your friend. (laughs) Just hold on. Okay. There we go. I need another friend. Brenda. Another friend. Another friend. Oh, Lucio's coming up. Oh, look at He did that with the quickness. (laughs) Look at my friends. (laughs) Hey, don't move. Okay, so here's my paralyzed friend. Can we go down? Listen, I got you, buddy. We got you. We're not going to let you go. All right? We're going to go. We're going to do this together. It took some friends to carry that paralyzed man. And maybe you're thinking, well, I don't have any paralyzed people physically. What about emotionally? What about spiritually? Where are your friends at? Are you carrying them, or are we just letting them sit on the mat? Because there's a lot of friends that will sit there and be like, what do you need? Lean on me. Lean on what I can do for you. They don't want you to move on. They don't want you to get better. You know why? They like that you're leaning on them. Those friends are dangerous friends because a friend will show you to Jesus, Mm. right? Jesus is the only person you should be leaning on. So here we go. They're walking down the street, right? Here we go. We're walking down the street. We're going up there. Okay. And then here we are. We're going to where Jesus is at. And you know that the houses at that time, they were kind of small. You know that, right? There was a flat roof. And so here they are, and there is a crowd. I can't get past this crowd. And I'm carrying this paralyzed man. And they see me. You know, you, went to a, you go to a concert. And if you have been waiting for three hours, I ain't letting you in front of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I'm on a seat, like, give me somebody. Toby Mac. Toby Mac. <laughs> and I've been waiting in this line. I see you trying to cut. I will bust a cap. Like, I will hold every part of me so you don't get in front of me. So I can see everyone wants to see Jesus. People are coming from all over the place, all over the region to see Jesus. They ain't going to let this guy and paralyzed guy go through. How rude. Please don't be like that. Please don't be like that. So what do they do? They go up the stairs. Okay, go up the stairs. We're going up. Can you imagine how hard it is to carry a man, a paralyzed man, up the stairs? Okay, here we go. Come back this way in front so everyone can see. Poor guy. Exactly. How difficult. I want you to see how difficult that must have been. He didn't weigh this much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Full out body weight. And then they get up there. Okay, let's put our, our man down. Thank you so much. Let's give them a round of applause for being great friends. So we go up the stairs, and here we are. And our paralyzed man is like, it's all right. I didn't get to see Jesus. It's cool. It's no, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's all right. Just take me back home. Because there's no way to get to Jesus. And the friends, the determined friends, did not let that obstacle stop them. 
you need to be a friend that nothing's going to stop you from pursuing Jesus for your friends. There are some friends that need you to walk hand in hand with them. They need your help, their, your prayers. They need your support, your encouragement, your words. We need relationships so that when we are lame, and I can't, I'm so done, I'm so tired, and I can't do it anymore, Lord. I'm just physically, I can't. I need my friend to say, but you can, Mari. Mari, get up. You can. I know you can. Those are the relationships that I desire. I don't want a relationship that tells me, oh, Mari. How do I pet myself? It's kind of awkward. (laughs) Mari, oh, I get it. You know what? Can I get you some ice cream? I'm thankful for ice cream. Please buy me the ice cream. Rocky Road. <laughs> but I need my friends that are going to say, stand up. That's right. That is enough. <laughs> I had a friend one time tell me, this is terrible. I love her so much. But she said, Mari, that is enough. <laughs> when she said that, I literally felt the conviction of Christ. on. I was like, okay, okay, okay. I needed her for that time. We need you to be solid in the word. We need you to have people that are God-fearing, God-pursuing. Sure, you're going to be a person where maybe your friend is not God-pursuing, but maybe you can get them there. That's good. By who you are. You are that friend. So then here's our paralyzed friend, and I can just see him on the roof. You know, at the time, the roofs were flat. Do we know that? Well, now you do. Flat. And I'm sure he was like... It's good. It's good. You know what? Whatever. Nothing I can do about it. Just take me back home. And then this friend was like, no, we're going to do something about it. What am I going to do? I'm sure he was pacing, right? <laughs> do you see him? I mean, I'm a pacer, obviously, you know, pacing. And he's like, what am I going to do? He's like, you know what? I'm going to start digging. So then here he goes. <laughs> I'd be mad if somebody made a hole in my roof. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> Here he goes and starts digging. Those tiles at the time were heavy. They're not like our awesome tiles that we have now that technology has made them light, but quality and great and efficient. No, these were some handmade tiles that he, they had to dig and shovel. Where did they get the shovel from? I don't know. They just dug and they went and they went at it and pulled whatever they could do. And they got on their knees. Ooh, and I'm breaking stuff. Baby, take that off of me. And then they got on their knees, and what did they do? They started taking that clay out. They started moving things. They got dirty. They got icky. Those tiles are so heavy, I'm pretty sure they started bleeding a little bit for their friends, for their paralyzed friend, because they said, he's going to see Jesus today. There is a Jesus. I don't know what's going to happen. I've never seen him before. The the guys, you've seen him before. But the guys are like, I don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is I'm going to do everything possible to get my friend to Jesus. And here they go. They take all the dirt. Can I tell you what? There are seasons where you're dirty is when you're praying. People don't see that part. They don't need to. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You're bleeding, you're hurting, you're sweating, you're exhausted. But it's for your friend. It's for your relationships. There's times where I feel heavy. I need to get in prayer for my husband. 
I don't know what's going on. And obviously, it's a nothing box, so I don't know if it's something. <laughs> but I'm praying for him because maybe there are some things that he doesn't know is going to happen or going to come up. And I had better have my supernatural spiritual womanness and say, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, no weapon formed against him shall prosper. No devil can touch his mind, his heart. Whatever wants to attack him will not prevail. Those are some prayers that you got to say, enough is enough. And then, <laughs> here comes our four friends. These friends had to be beasts, right? I mean, I'm just <laughs> thinking. And here they go, and they start lowering him down. Put yourself in the paralyzed man's, like, spot. He's paralyzed. And he's like, what? are you doing? You are luring me down this hole and I don't know where I'm going. Are you going to drop me? Because if you drop me, I can't get back up. <laughs> Think about all the insecurities he's going through, all the thoughts. That, and then like Jesus is sitting down, right? He's teaching. And there's a hole being made above him. He's like, the breeze falling on his head. He's like, something, I don't know. And the Debris was happening. It, wasn't, it didn't take five minutes to do that, guys. I, I want to believe it took some time to dig a hole on that roof. And here comes this man, paralyzed man, above Jesus. Can you imagine what everybody was thinking? The Pharisees that were standing, the haters. We call them the haters. I call them haters. We're going to have haters. And that's okay. But within that, the haters will see the victory. We'll see your healing. We'll see how you came in paralyzed, but you will leave a whole different person in Jesus' name. Yes. Right? Yes. So then he comes, and let me read it. Let me get there. I'm not going to focus on the haters, but then Jesus turns to the paralyzed man and said, oh, wait, I don't want to see that. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to them, I love that. Seeing whose faith? Their faith. He didn't say seeing the paralyzed man's faith. He said, seeing their faith, there, you are, someone's there. Who is that in your life? I mean, we can come to church and hear a good word. Praise the Lord. We have a nice, yummy coffee, and the temperature is pretty nice. You feeling really good I'm right now? Good. You feeling real cozy, real comfortable? Well, good for you. That's nice. But if we leave here just feeling real comfortable with ourselves, then we're just sitting here getting fat spiritually. <laughs> I want to be fit spiritually. I want to come in, eat some good word, and I want to go out and say, hey, guess what I know? Guess who I know? I want to go out and be able to touch some people that maybe don't know Jesus and maybe not shove Jesus down their throat because, you know, that's terrible too. But maybe I befriend somebody and say, hey, how are you doing today? Like, how's your life? I don't know if people do that to you, but... Oh, really? How can I pray for you? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. Then I'll just pray. Lord, I thank you for whatever you're doing in this person's life right now. Thank you that you know deep down what's going on. And there's something will change in that person. Because you were there there. You were the there that had faith. And then Jesus says, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Can you imagine this paralyzed man? Okay, I'm a paralyzed. I'm a paralyzed man real quick. Okay, paralyzed. I don't know how. Jesus. There we go. Paralyzed. 
And then he said, stand up. Shoot, you got to tell me twice. I'm going to get up real quick. I want to take this map. See, this is terrible with this microphone. I'm trying to roll up this map. Hold on. I'm going to take this map, and I'm going to see y'all later. Bye. <laughs> and then they go out. The, he goes out the door. Who was out there? Those people that didn't let him get in, right? And they're like, whoa, wait. That's that guy that was on that mat. Like, that couldn't move. And he's running. I don't believe he went home. I mean, it says he went home. I'm pretty sure he eventually went home. You know what he did? He went looking for his friend. He's like, guys, look at me. Check me out. Because of your obedience, because of what you, who you know, because you were like, I'm willing to dig in. I'm willing to pray for you. I'm willing to get dirty. I'm willing to, look at me. Look at me. I'm standing up. How amazing. You're going to have people around you that are paralyzed, and you're going to be praying for them, and you're going to get to a point where they say, Wendy, look at me. I'm happy. I'm no longer oppressed in Jesus' name. I no longer have anxiety in Jesus' name. You will have friends that will thank you because of who you showed them. And then you're going to go to heaven, and there are going to be some people that say, why didn't you tell me about Jesus? I don't want that on my hands, and I don't want that on my head. We have to be ready to stand up for these friends, to be in relationship with them. That is what we're called, to be the hands and the feet for Jesus Christ. You know, man, that was awesome. That was so cool. I'm Again, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, everything she had mentioned, everything she had said is exactly how it should be in our, our life, personally. It, it does take two to have a relationship, but how much more sweeter when Jesus is in the center of the whole thing? You know, when you, when you make the decision of, I'm just going to do it God's way, no matter what it looks like, no matter the obstacle, and then being that friend or being that spouse or being that uh, uh, family member or coworker, saying, I'm still going to get on my knees, I'm going to get a little dirty just to get them to Jesus, because I know when they just are face-to-face -face with Jesus, when they encounter him, they're, they're going to spiritually be healed. God's going to meet them right where they're at. We have to really have that attitude when we do so. You know, I want to close it with this. I want to give you guys a, a couple of things, actually three things uh, for your relationships on earth to work. This means that your relationship with Christ has to be your highest priority, all right? If you're, for your relationships on earth to work, here, your relationship with Jesus has to be your highest priority, all right? And not only that, your relationship with Christ has to be your highest pursuit, I think that right there is more hits home for me personally because when we were just, you know, in a relationship and we loved God, we, we, we accepted Jesus, we put each other first and God second. And so we went through a whole season of where God humbled our hearts. Now we realize, oh God, we need to pursue you first and then each other second. Because when we pursue you first, this is going to be good. This is going to be really great. And I believe if we can do that in every single relationship, we pursue, make Jesus the highest pursuit on, on, in us uh, through our relationship, everything vertical is good, everything horizontal is going to be fine. Everything here is going to be okay. 
no matter the outcome. And the last one is for your, or for your relationship on earth to work, your relationship with Christ needs to be your highest passion. Make it a passion in your life to live for Jesus. He's priority, he's your first pursuit, and he's your biggest passion here on earth. You know, the whole reason why you're here on earth, if you're like, well, what, what's my purpose? It's people. It's people. God's about people. God did it for people. He hung on the cross for people. He came back to life for people. He restored mankind with us and God. It's people. You know, Jesus said this, and I'll close with this scripture. Matthew 22, uh, 37 through 30, 39. Jesus said this. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest command. He says, love God with all you got. It is the first thing. Make him your highest pursuit and your priority and your passion. Then he goes on and says this. And the second is like it. Okay? And he says, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love people as yourself. Put people's interests first before yourself. Serve people before anything else on earth. Make sure people are your mission here on earth. Jesus is about relationships that are Christ-centered with him. Wherever you are at, if you feel like it's been broken or it's hurt or you're going through some hurts or it's been disconnected because you haven't talked to them, let me tell you something. You put Jesus in the center of that, he will bring that back to life. He will restore it. He will mend it together because your pursuit and your passion for him is first. Love God, but love people. God and people is what we're here for. When you have that, when you realize that, nothing's going to stop you here on earth to do it for God. Let's go ahead and close our eyes and bow our heads. You know, before.